0: Welcome to Kitchen Table, candid conversations about sex, relationships, and being human. I'm Brittany Palacastro.
1: And I'm Nick Anthony, and today we're talking about sex and relationships. Ooh. Brunch of a brown cow.
0: Hey, Nick. Hey, Brittany. <laughs> you sound dolly. Yeah, I feel good. Oh, good. In, in this specific moment. In this specific moment. moment.
1: <laughs> in the last, yeah, three minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, it is a moment. So.
1: That's that's life.
0: <laughs> that's life.
1: <laughs> that's life. Bunch of moments.
0: So before we get into our topic, wanted to talk about the fact that we're going to be taking a little break.
1: Wrapping it up, had a full season of yeah. like thoughtful conversations, mm-hmm. dope human beings, connected, loving. Ah,
0: no, not yet. So we still have some episodes left.
1: It's still. It's been great ride. It's been beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: And just a couple months, we're not we're not stopping, but just a couple months to recalibrate, to have some new episodes, and not like we've gotten to a place where we're like to our editor, like, oh, we gotta come on, like, <laughs> so I just for my well being, I'd like to just take some space and time, and I think for me, at first, being the perfectionist that that things have to be a particular way, and sometimes swallowed by this idea of productivity, it's oh yeah, that was hard of like. Will we be forgotten? But like some of my favorite podcasts, like my dad wrote a porno, like they literally take like a year off. We,
1: we, <laughs> and need, we need to prioritize rest. And also yeah, if, and space. If, in, the, in terms of us being our first time doing this, tweak it, fine tune it in places, you know, refine a little bit, and come back to it and, and make some more awesomeness.
0: Yeah. So on our last episode, which is going to be probably around the end of October, beginning of November, Once that happens, we'll let you know and we'll be coming back and, and we'd love to hear from you as well. So if you're hearing this, let us know what you liked, let us know what you want more of for the next season. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to, you know, it's not going to be like a specific focus. Like some seasons are, we're just, when we're ready to to complete, we'll complete and that'll be a season that feels good because that allows us to to have that organicness.
1: I like that organicness. So, So
0: yeah, it's always important to me to communicate things first. And so- I was like, we need to tell people. <laughs>
1: and we have the people, people, people know now. They <laughs> know.
0: Yeah. And so we'll be taking a little break in a couple of weeks and we'll keep you posted. So today... We there's there's been something that has been a, a theme and topic that I've been noticing lately. What's that? Um, with working with people, with clients, with just you know, sometimes I think because of the way that we live our lives, which isn't definitely not in the norm. <laughs> and the work that I do, where you know, I talk about sex and think about sex and read about it, and and um, I'm just I've submerged myself in that world of per- not just
1: personally,
0: yeah, personally, not just sex, but like healing. There's just certain things that I subscribe to that are different, and sometimes it's really important for me to remember that like not everyone subscribes to that.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: That orgasms aren't the end all be all. That penetrative sex isn't the only form of sex. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other thing of this idea that, and I think this is rooted in purity culture. It's rooted in Christianity and religious upbringing. It's rooted in the idea that sex is for procreation. Yeah. And this, it's this idea that. In a partnered heterosexual relationship, marriage specifically, uh, but relationship, that it is the woman's responsibility to sexually satisfy her partner.
1: It is a duty. Her husband,
0: it is like a duty.
1: I need to be fulfilled, and I'm breadwinner. I'm bringing in the bucks, and I need to have my, needs, my
0: cock sucked. Or he like...
1: <laughs> needs to be met. If not. I'm going to be really unhappy.
0: And that it's oftentimes very much centered around penetrative sex.
1: Oh yeah. Like that's, you have yeah. people who will solely define it as penetrative sex, but also just like do other things and not think it's sex. Like.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's, and that's the thing, like, because I don't think that way and I don't surround myself with people who think that way. I sometimes forget that that's not something that happened in like the fifties. Mm-hmm. That's something that still happens. And I hear from so many people, you know, just like from based on the posts that I write, like people, you know, say like, yeah, like I've gotten out of a relationship because my partner thought that it was literally my duty to fulfill. Nah, dog. You know, and oh my gosh, it it drives me
1: batty. It makes me very angry.
0: Like it's so angry, (laughs) so angry you know, I just want to talk about it because I just, I think it's something important to talk about. Yeah. You know, I even like wrote a post recently and said like, it is not your responsibility to sexually satisfy. I know this is, you know, this is tricky because it's like, we want to be able to show up for our partners and provide pleasure. You know, Dan Savage talks about GGG, good giving and game. And like that, you can't betray yourself, Mm-mm. right? Like, don't have sex you don't want to have. Now, caveat of this, I think, is that you could be having sex for different reasons, right? Like I get a lot of pleasure out of giving sometimes, right? And it's not just for the act of giving because I'm not a people pleaser. So, (laughs) right? Like, and it's not to distract myself from myself. It's that I can tap into my partner's orgasms. I can do that. Engaging in that way can be really pleasurable. Also, for some, like knowing that their partner, you know, there is like maintenance sex, right? Even that is tricky, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, okay, well, can you have maintenance sex? that doesn't fulfill you to engage with your partner in a way. Is there? There has, in my opinion, and I'm, you know, curious what you think, because we've talked about this, but not like like this. Yeah. In my opinion, if from a body-based somatic standpoint of how, especially women, how we're socialized and how we hold trauma in our bodies, that if we're engaging in something that we do not want to engage in, that the body will oftentimes feel and see that as a violation. And oh, this is just like the case oh, yeah. what happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, You're making a statement. Is there a question for no, it? This, the no this is not the question. There's no question there for me. I mean, no, this, is, this <laughs> is, I
0: am telling you as yes. someone who, you know, my experience at this mm-hmm. is, What can happen, right? And that we can hold these things in our bodies. And my, so because of that, my thought is if you do not want to be having sex with someone, like maintenance or not,
1: don't have that sex. Don't
0: have that sex.
1: Don't have that sex. Don't do it. Yeah. Do you think you're asking if I agree with that?
0: I mean, I know you do, but I just wanted to see your, like, to see, because here's the thing, like, I would love to hear, like, cause I'm a woman saying this, right? Empowering other women to, become empowered in their bodies. Because a lot of times what happens if, if this is the case for like years and years and years is that it's like, I'm done. <laughs> like bodies will shut down. Oh, yeah. Emotions will shut down, oh, yeah. right? Things will happen. And so, you know, a lot of times at some point the body is like enough is enough yeah, and we no longer have control mentally over it. And I think people don't, and, and that happens with illness. That happens with all kinds of things where the body's just like, well, you're not listening to me. So here we go. Yeah. You're going to listen now.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I think as a man, as a cis man, a heterosexual cis man, I'm just curious. I just like, it's almost like, back me up here, Nick.
1: <laughs> you have my support and backing and ex- <laughs> in everything you just expressed. I personally do not want to have sex unless we are all in. Mm-hmm. And on that page. And this is why I also think it's really important for people to expand their perception of what closeness and like what's erotic and what intimacy mm-hmm. is just to help you to help hold that for other people, to offer someone pleasure and basically not need anything in return. like to, yeah. to offer to basically to cultivate those things is really important. There are moments you'll offer something, and you may want to reciprocate, but like, you like got to sit with it and be like, "Do I really need to do this in this moment? Mm-hmm. Or Do I really need to receive anything in this moment?" And then it is nice just receiving sometimes,
0: or just giving something.
1: And just giving, yeah. You know.
0: And I think the the thing is, is that a lot of times it's this idea that, well, yeah, I'm always gonna want more. I'm always gonna want to orgasm. I'm always gonna want to come. I'm always, and it's like. Well, that doesn't have to be the case.
1: No, but we can be we've been conditioned to think that. We've that needs to happen. You have orgasm, I need to have orgasm. Like that's yeah.
0: it. Or in order for this extra, this experience to be as fulfilling as it possibly can be, like, I, you know, I talk about 10 spots of pleasure, right? Like in order for it to be a 10 spot, like I have to to orgasm. Yeah. And that is literally conditioning. That is programming. Mm-hmm. We have been programmed to center and to pedestal the orgasm. To chase it. To chase it. And oftentimes it creates disconnection within our relationships. Yeah. Because th- then the purpose, the point is not connection.
1: Mm-mm, it's just orgasm. It's
0: just orgasm, which you can give yourself.
1: And then there are people who don't even, who haven't even tipped a toe into pleasuring themselves or think it's like disgusting in some way shape or form
0: think it's disgusting or think that you know and again like you know I want to say like we have compassion for this right this isn't shaming no because it's important to recognize that there's reasons for that religious upbringing all kinds of stuff religious upbringing religious upbringing I was like you could literally
1: on a loop like that's (laughs) that's the biggest proponent
0: and then there's also another thing called religious upbringing (laughs) that could make you feel that way maybe sometimes but
1: did you know religious upbringing (laughs) Um, yeah this is new right here
0: <laughs> you know all of these things <laughs> religious upbringing, religious upbringing. No. and also like our family dynamics mm-hmm. peers all that school all that kind of stuff but but it's the foundation is i'm not going to say it again but you know what i was going to say let's just stop bringing but a lot of these things contribute right? yes i mean shamed when we're younger all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but also like m- masturbation isn't thought of as we don't take as much time as much care to masturbate
1: this is true
0: it's an in and out thing it's like i need a quick release or i need this and so i'm gonna masturbate yeah and even you know it's okay like yeah i want to masturbate for a quick release there's other ways to get quick releases too though and i'm just saying this in the way that we just have these patterns around sex that masturbation is just quick and it's just to like get her done and have this particular release, it's not about connecting with self. It's not about connecting with with your pussy or your cock or your body a lot of times, right? And so it's just this like in and out thing. And then partnered sex, we we put that more enjoyable, connected, <laughs> I just say the word rambunctious, I don't know why, but like, you know, passionate experience. We put that on our partners, yeah. that that has to be, Done in partnered sex. A lot of people, men, a lot of times I've seen who their need is touch. You know, their, their, their need is for touch is that the touch has to be sex penetrative. A lot of times, like that's the way that they get it. Dr. Timmery Schmidt, who's been on here before has said in different workshops we've done that men are trained to believe like the only way that they use their bodies is fucking or fighting. Yo, right? Some wisdom dropped by which Dr. Timory Schmidt.
1: Which hands down accounts for the current state in the space that we are in, yeah, as, as, as a collective,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like for sure, yes, like, absolutely. Like to to look at those uh, those parallels and to not like, mm-hmm. tr- like really sit with those and be like, oh shit, yeah. yeah, like a lot of the messed up shit in this world, <laughs> governing wise, in terms of power and money, like are just. On those white and black spaces when, when being human is like a full spectrum, like it, and it's like varying shades of gray. And it's just like, you can't uh, just seem like there's no, there's no room to exist sometimes. And especially in the way we're doing uh, masculinity. Yes. Today.
0: Yeah. And so it's like, it really does. And that, you know, the more that I've been, that I'm doing this work and that I, Work specifically, you know, I've been doing transformative facilitating work for 19 years, yeah. but more specifically around sex for the last like three years. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, I see these these patterns, and I see what the work that I actually do is, and what the work that I do is is helping people re-pattern and rewire, you know, their their infrastructures, their their nervous systems yeah. around sex around how they think about it, how they feel about it, how their body receives it. You know, sometimes that's releasing trauma, like meeting yourself where you're at. Like that's the work. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what I've done with myself and I'm still doing it.
1: Yeah,
0: And I try to explain to people like, This is like my life. This is what I do every day to an extent. It's not always about sex, right? But this is part of it. And I am still continuously calling myself out lovingly on attachment to my partner's orgasm. On if we don't have penetrative sex, what does that mean? You know, and so I really, like, I really want to speak to this idea that we can define sex however we want to.
1: However. <laughs> you want to. And so let <laughs> Preface this punctuated <laughs> exclamation point, smiley face and then John. It's just like you have to find your own. Normal. Yeah. And it is, it'd be, it's nice to be able to expand what is intimate, what, what draws yeah. in closeness to you, like, and not to put that, not, not to export that responsibility onto somebody else. Like, this yeah. person didn't give me orgasm. Like, but did you help that person
0: get you to work? You know what
1: I'm saying? Yeah. Like, did you tell them
0: what you need? Communicate, did use you, your words. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with wanting to have an orgasm. Like, I still, I mean, yeah. Like, of course. Like, yes, please. Coming is great. Like, give me that, give me that <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> And, you know, and I just did a post about this. In order to have like the juiciest, most amazing, longest lasting, like just deepest fulfilling orgasms, decentering the orgasm is part of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is literally having, because if, if we're talking about repatterning, mm-hmm. the only way we repattern is by choosing something different.
1: Yeah.
0: And so if you're like, Yes, I want this, yes, I want different, I want more like I, I don't want to be so attached to the orgasm. I don't this. And then every time you have sex, it's like, I need to come, you need to come, I need to come, you need to come. It's not gonna change. Yeah. You cannot think it away. Mm-mm. You cannot change it with the way you think. No, you have to literally physically somatically make changes. I'm so passionate about this.
1: Really? Make- I couldn't tell by your body language.
0: <laughs> you guys get, I'm like,
1: <laughs> hands are undulating. Yeah. I am body, rolling
0: right? like it's happening. You need to make physical embodied physiological changes. And the way you do that is by doing something different.
1: Yeah. And also connecting with the fact that there are no quick fixes. No,
0: no, this is, this is like any of it. It's like a new way of being. It's Mm -hmm. like a new path on how to connect with sexuality.
1: Like I connected that more in the space of being like, you you break out with someone. It's just like, how do I get over this thing? How do I get back? It's like you go through it. It's no no getting over it. You can't can't go over that. Yeah, You have to go through that's you right. gotta go through it gotta go through it
0: yeah you can fuck as many people as you want that you know, the best way to get over someone is get under someone through. yeah, yeah. how about the best <laughs> the best way to traumatize yourself after yeah. a breakup is to fuck somebody else within like a week you know, <laughs>
1: a puddle on the floor <laughs> like what am I doing with myself I maybe mean, some people but like I don't know
0: I mean I'm sure some people are like are
1: definitely like that was the perfect remedy thank you so much I'll take two spoons of well, sugar please thank you everyone. yeah let's oh.
0: talk about that for a second because sometimes it's yeah, well, I really feel this in my body and not for my experience, but for like compassion sure. for other people's experiences is that sometimes to just have speaking about like finding a different way, like you've been in a relationship and maybe let's just talk about like a relationship that wasn't sexually fulfilling. And then all of a sudden, like you break up and you just like meet this person and they like fulfill these needs that you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I didn't even know that that was possible, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I like to err on the side of like, take care of yourself first, you know, but I just still want to like, speak to like, sometimes that that can be a sweet, I'm like, well, oh oh yes. but can we be intentional, Mm -hmm. you know, when we get really aligned with what we need and we can call that in. But yeah, I think that, um, I think that we just really need to be more tender with ourselves and our bodies and to listen to our bodies and what our bodies need and that things change as possible with the way that we not only view sex, but then if we start there, like, okay, not all sex needs to be penetrative. I don't always have to come or, or I can orgasm, but the orgasm doesn't have to be ejaculatory or I can, you know, like I can have orgasms from my back. I've had an orgasm from someone like playing with my hip, my hip people like not my pussy no pussy involved
1: that also goes back to how we're conditioned i mean yeah. we're, we're, we're like the orgasm is the be all of everything
0: well the climactic orgasm yeah, right the, it's, it's the like clitoral or the ejaculatory
1: we're all climbing to the to yeah this one point
0: and it's like you can have orgasms like th- all different places in your body <laughs> and they're not going to feel like traditional yeah
1: and like it's like yeah orgasming like, orgasms are, are on a spectrum Like there's shades and mm-hmm. tones and vibrations and feelings like it's just yes. like that you feel within yourself like chill, like you know yeah people don't truly really even connect with the idea of being an orgasm i'm sure people have experienced exactly
0: that. which is why i think a lot of times in the sense of and this is just this is my opinion based on my experience as a human as the work i do I think, this is what I think, that a lot of women and people with vulvas, right, mm. that say that they don't have penetrative orgasms, vaginal orgasms, right? I think it's because vaginal orgasms feel a lot different than clitoral orgasms. And clitoral orgasms tend to be the orgasms that we showcase, mm. that we celebrate, and that, that, that like, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, like that big, you know, I mean, my vaginal orgasms can feel like that, but I think they are definitely different. They yeah. are not the same as a clitoral orgasm. I'm, and so
1: I'm, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> That's all I can do. Yeah.
0: And so, and so it's like, if you think something is one way and this is orgasm, right? Just like for a penis owner, I think that, you know, orgasm equals ejaculation. If I'm not ejaculating, well, then it's not an orgasm. Yeah.
1: That checks out. Yes. I could not get that, that word
0: out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could not get it out. And so, and so that's what I think. I think open up your definition of what it means to have an orgasm. I think of an orgasm as a deeply focused and pleasurable peak of pleasure or deeply satisfying, all consuming peak of pleasure, right? But not necessarily. It doesn't need to be climactic where it's like up, 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 eh, 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 and, then,
1: yes.
0: and then down, and you're done.
1: It's more about being satiated.
0: Mm, yes.
1: It's like, mm, I feel complete with that. that yes. That, that feels good to me. Yes. Like, and yes. I feel so comfortable and at ease in this moment right now, and like letting that exist and be what it is
0: yes why why haven't we talked about this before my word this is great (laughs) but yeah like that's and you know you are a perfect example nick of someone who really like you can you can have different experiences non-ejaculatory experiences and be like and this is my experience of you and be like i'm fulfilled yes i don't need that yes and and I, I, I just want to point out that that is possible for men to do because I've been with other men that are able to do that as well. Mm-hmm. And to feel that satisfaction, that deep satisfaction. Can you speak to that as a man, please?
1: Say, say it again. <laughs> what, do, what, what am I answering? Say it again to me. I'll get, what,
0: I just want you to speak about the ways that you feel satiated beyond having a ejaculatory orgasm and beyond penetrative sex, that you can complete an experience and feel com- complete. Not that you're letting something, you know, like leaving something on the table. Gotcha. And this is my experience of you, right? So I'm not like feeding you these slides. No, no. This is what I've experienced because you're my partner. But like I'm curious, like, is that accurate? And what's your experience of that? Like why?
1: That is accurate. And the why. That's just that's more steeped in the personal work I've done. And also Doing my my absolute best to try to show up and as thoughtfully as I can in the space of feminism
0: mm. as I mm. can,
1: like I like I just feel like men put on a lot of pressure and just kind of feel they're like owed things based off of how they behave toward women, how they exist around women, how yeah. they move through the world. We have lived in a space where we need to expand and we need to leave room for people to be able to have the flexibility and uh trust needed and required to, to feel comfortable. Uh, nothing's owed to me
0: mm-hmm. in, in
1: these spaces. I don't want to go in like I'm, like I'm owed something and it just orbits that over and over again. I just want to try to show up as thoughtfully as I possibly can, show myself compassion, show my partner compassion. I don't need it to look look a certain way. It,
0: yeah.
1: And it just, it's all unique to the situation. And how we're, how, how we're feeling like, yeah, it's hard for me to put in words, but I think first and foremost, it, it, it falls back onto the work that I've done yeah, connected with myself and how I want to show up in the world and how I want to show up for my nieces and how I want to show mm-hmm. up for the women that I, that I date and who I need to kind of establish a trusting space in order to move forward with these people. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's really important to me to, to not fall into any kind of like, you know, preconceived notions or having false expectations based around what I think it should be like or feel like based off of how the world's been run at this moment.
0: Thank you. Then, so that translates into your fulfillment.
1: Yeah. It's just like, wow, I just had a really thoughtful experience with this person. Or, oh, wow, we just went to this one spot and it was so fun. It's just the pleasure and joy for me is the connecting. People offering their time, their space, their energy to me, that's a beautiful gift to me. I want to lean more in that direction than like this lustful, just like urgh, space. Yes, that is fun when it is present. Yeah, and when you when you're in that dance and you're you're collaborating in that space, but no, like yeah, I just feel like it sticks longer. It doesn't burn out so quickly. Mm, yeah,
0: and I think you know that leads us to just sharing a little bit about like what that looks like for us. Yeah, which. We do not have penetrative sex that often. No. I mean, I would say not even once a month do we have penetrative sex.
1: Special occasions. Like, it's like, it's like like we have a charge up for it and then it's like boom. Or it's, uh, yeah. And that's, it's it's spaced out.
0: That's very vulnerable for me to share. Yeah. Like that, you know? It's, It's spaced out. Um, because, Because I still have conditioning around that. Yeah. Right. Um, And even like sex in general, we, we do not have a ton of sex. Now we're polyamorous. We get our sexual needs sometimes met elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this sex therapist, Amy Christian, who's going to be back for our final episode. Amy's the best. But, you know, we talked about this idea of the erotic and our erotic isn't always sexual, but it's erotic. And. I just I get such deep fulfillment, sometimes eye-gazing, sometimes body caressing, sometimes drinking tea in bed and just being next to each other. Our joy, which we talked about in another podcast. I get a lot of pleasure just giving you oral sex because again, I feel that orgasm in my body. It's not just like, oh, I like to pleasure my partner. It's like, no, you can also feel your partner's orgasms. Like all of these things are possible. Mm-hmm. All of these things are possible. You have to open yourself up to. The more, and how do we do that? Like you just said, you got to do your inner work. Yeah, it all comes back to that, it
1: really does. right? It
0: all comes back to the inner work. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing, right? It's like, oh, well, I want to learn how to be a better lover, or I want to learn how to this about sex and that about sex. It's like it's an inner work game.
1: Do that work. You got to yeah. do that work. We'll transition if to that.
0: Anything else.
1: Like do this one thing and it all unfolds.
0: Nope. There is no magic pill. And if somebody tells you that, run yeah. from them. Yeah. Because there is no, <laughs> I mean, sure, Viagra is a thing, but, <laughs> right? But we're not just talking about that.
1: <laughs>
0: it all comes back to that, right? It's the inner work. It's showing up and- Cultivating. Yeah. Trauma plays a huge part in our ability to show up sexually. Hey. Even if it's not that. sexual trauma, right? Even if it's not that, amen. It still does because our ability to feel safe and resourced in our bodies,
1: yeah. oh, so important, right? so important,
0: is absolutely so important. It is. Sex is a vulnerable fucking act. As yeah. <laughs> a pun, sex is a vulnerable <laughs> fucking act. <laughs> Yes, but I love accidental puns. <laughs> You're welcome. But it is—it's yeah. is a vulnerable act. Vulnerable shit.
1: It's vulnerable as shit. And
0: so you're doing something. You're naked with someone. Yeah. Your bodies are slapping against each other in some way. or Your face is in their genitals. It's so vulnerable. Like you're vulnerable. drinking their juices. Yeah. Like,
1: the juices be flowing. And you just be like, go, go, go. Give me all them juices. That, that, yes. That, that, <laughs> it's so funny. To you're even, swallowing people's cum. Yeah, even it, even talking about <laughs> this, it really does make you're me like- You're swallowing people's cum. You would still, let me reiterate.
0: You, you had to drop them. I did because <laughs> I like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, you.
0: Again, can. you're welcome.
1: I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. <laughs> like, any family, be like, all right, guys, put like a disclaimer on. No,
0: see, no, <laughs> the family. This,
1: this I, my, 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 my media, my, my sister and mom to this. I'm like, uh, about uh, sex relationships know, but, and being human. Yeah, I can do that for Push everybody my else. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 the two people. My media circle of people. Your mama? Yes. It's like knowing about, knowing Your about mom is it's fine. So funny. She avoids listen to this anyway, so it's all good. She's just like, oh, I'll read the title first and then I'll tell ah. <laughs> I don't need to hear this.
0: Like, wow. Well. <laughs> Listen, but it's us talking about These how things happen.
1: They do, they do. We all do Parents them. Parents do this shit. Parents have sex. Everybody Older does people have sex. Shit. Everyone, yeah, like everyone yearns for connection. Take that shame out of this, yeah. of this yeah. right?
0: Like it's all there. It's, it's not shame.
1: It's just mm. d- discomfort. Just having my, knowing that my my sister, my mom, you know, it's just one of those things. But back to what I was originally okay. going to say.
0: Okay, <laughs> I want to say it again so much. I'm not going.
1: <laughs> say it one more time if you like, and then I'll continue. That comes is in your mouth. <laughs> but just hearing you describe all the things that are involved with actually, uh, you know, joining with somebody in like in that space, it it really it's so confusing when people are finding it hard to actually speak when you're doing one of the most vulnerable things you possibly can do, yeah. and like being able to use your voice in those moments and be like, ah, oh, I don't like this. Oh, this is not great to me. Oh, I'm crazy about that about that position. It's safety. Or even outside of the bedroom.
0: This is what I'm talking about. I'm not
1: going to talk to you. I'm going to ghost you. But, you know, you're you're doing like the sex within itself is a very vulnerable act. Mm -hmm. Like you're doing a lot of things within sex that are just like, whoa, okay, word. Yeah. And so. We we can't talk to each other. That's, it it makes
0: me me sad. I mean, it's that's also conditioning, trauma, nervous system. You know, It all comes back to the nervous system. It
1: just should should be, it should exist and like you don't have to talk about it at all.
0: Yeah. And this is the thing, right? It's It's just, Yeah. It's always comes back to the inner work that we can do with a therapist, with a coach, with yourself in community, Mm -hmm. like Iraq has talked about, right? How can you show up for that for yourself first? Literally, this is how we ended (laughs) our last, Just the two of us podcasts, but it, it really is because as you learn how to show up for yourself, you will be able to show up for your partners more. You will not try to use them or get your needs met from them, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's not what a relationship is about. Collaboration and connection and celebrating life together. That's what relationship is about.
1: What was I watching recently? And they were just saying, draw, like like, you sit from your full cup, like whatever overflows from that cup other people can have but you don't want to basically be giving people all your all your juice
0: (laughs) you you're really like coming back to that juice i mean
1: (laughs) i I like juice (laughs) we all like juice
0: i mean i just wanted to say the thing again that i'm not gonna say do your work love yourself please thank you so much for listening Follow me at sexually underscore liberated on Instagram. Almost 10,000 followers. Woo. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. And check out my website at BrittanyPollocaster.com. And we are on Twitter. Eventually I will post on Twitter. <laughs> we have a Twitter account. It is KTable Podcast.
1: Follow me at Nick Anthony photo on Instagram. And check out my website at nickantony.com. Editing by nuts Music by Greta
0: Hartmer. And please like, subscribe, and follow this podcast. Share it with a friend. Leave us five stars if you're like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Or if you're like, I like this, you can still leave us five stars and share this podcast.
1: Hey, help us spread the kitchen table love, guys. Hey. Whoa.
0: <laughs> Until next time.
1: Until next time.